Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, A Father's Cry, in the sermon series, Do Not Disturb. We're glad you're here. Give God praise uh, for just allowing us to have another chance uh, to praise, to worship uh, his name, and to glorify him. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 9, and we'll start reading at verse number 14. That's Mark chapter 9 and verse number 14. Amen. I've been running around singing and stuff. I ain't even upload my sermon to my iPad. Amen. If you're able to stand, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Amen. You all look nice in your shirts. Thank you uh, to those who made this happen. Miss Tammy, amen. Thank you all so very much. Mothers, don't get mad. Please don't get mad. Amen. Don't hate on us. There's only one time. This is the first time ever. Amen. And I've been, I've been pleading our case for a long time, man. I've been pleading our case. We finally made it. Amen. This is, this is our day of liberation. Amen. Mark chapter 9. And he came to the disciples, saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, um, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever he seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes at his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Y'all don't know when to shout. Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he's thrown him both in fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I just, I just caught that. I'm sorry. He, he tells what's happening to his son, but he requests compassion on us and help us. Jesus. Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him, who believes, immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead. So that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. 
father cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I want to preach from the topic today, a father's cry. A father's cry. Now, I don't know why I set myself up every year to preach Father's Day. I struggle with this all week long just to get to the pulpit and preach on Father's Day. I wasn't going to tell you, but honestly, this, I don't like Father's Day. My father never wanted me, and, and now he's dead. But I'm still trying to impress upon him how much he should have wanted me, and he's not here. I struggle. But I am who I am. Only by the grace of God. Now that that's out of the way, now let me preach. Let me, let me try my best to preach this sermon. This, this we've been preaching about um, do not disturb, and we're focusing on how we should be praying. And this father in the text, he gives us a practical view about prayer. The first thing he shows us is that we must be patient with our prayers. We must be patient with our prayers. Jesus comes down from the mountain of transfiguration, and while he's on the mountain, uh, Peter says, it's good to be here. Let's just build some tabernacles up here. Let's stay on the mountaintop. And if we stay on the mountaintop, uh, we can experience the glory of God, and we can hang out with the prophets of old. But Jesus says, well, we cannot stay on the mountaintop because there's ministry in the valleys. Uh, G Jesus gets to the valley and he noticed that his disciples are surrounded by a large crowd of people and were disputing with scribes. Jesus asked them, what are you talking to them about? And before anyone could answer him, a father jumps out the crowd, explaining uh, his condition of his son and and which in, in which his son was enduring. He foams at the mouth. He grinds his teeth. He becomes stiff as a board. And this father shows us how to intercede for our children. I wish I had a witness. The crowd is disputing, but the father is interceding. The crowd may have been discussing matters of the law or, or of the Bible, but the father wanted to talk about his son. The crowd was wondering about how do we love our neighbor or wondering how do we keep the law or keep the Sabbath, but the father was wondering how can I keep my child alive? He tells Jesus, I came looking for you, but you were not here. So I gave my son to your disciples, but they could not help me. The man does not leave due to the inabilities of the disciples, but he waits until Jesus comes. He may have thought I've encountered another dead end for my child, but I'm going to wait 
until Jesus gets back. I wish I had a witness. This man displayed that there is nothing wrong with waiting on Jesus. He shows us that patience must also be accompanied with our prayers. For David said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Isaiah said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The father could have left, but he decided to wait on the master. And I just want to help somebody who's been praying. You feel as if God has not answered your prayers. But I'm here to tell you, like the old saints would say, he may not come when you want him. But he's always on time. And somebody else put it this way. He may not come when you want him, but when he come, you'll want him. Yes, sir. Jesus, Jesus is upset because his disciples' faith hinders their ability to perform wonders as Jesus himself. Jesus is troubled because he knows his time has come for him to leave and the disciples must continue the mission on earth in which he had started. So Jesus declares to the disciples, bring him to me. I wish I had a witness here. Uh, and, and, and these are words of comfort when Jesus demanded the child to come to him. Uh, the disciples had to have known that something great was about to happen when Jesus uttered these words, bring him to me. You see, it's in John when Jesus is at a wedding party. And while he's at the wedding party, they run out of wine. When they run out of wine, Jesus' mother, Mary, she goes to Jesus and says, Hey, the party uh, does not have any wine. Jesus said, That has nothing to do with me. She said, Yes, it does. Do something. Jesus said, All right, uh, whatever he says, just do it. She tells the servants. And Jesus says, You see those water pots over there? bring them to me. And when they come to Jesus, Jesus takes the water and turn it over to wine. Y'all still not believe me? Let me help you out. Jesus in Matthew 14, he's in a desolate place. He's healing sick bodies. He's casting out demons. And while he's out there, the disciples come to him and say, Master, teacher, rabbi, please let the people go because it's getting late and they have not eaten anything. Jesus says, you feed them. And they said, hold up, Jesus. We only have two fish and five loaves, uh, and it's a whole lot of people out here, and we can't feed them with this small amount. Jesus says, bring it to me. I wish I had a witness. And when he tells them to bring it to him, he takes the two fish and five loaves and they have a fish fry in the desert. I wish I had a witness. They had a Friday fish fry with bread and fish enough for 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Bring it to me creates comfort because whenever it gets in his hands, uh, everything is going to be all right. And the disciples hands. Uh, they couldn't handle it, uh, but when he tells them, put it in my hands, uh, he's letting them know what you have. I got this under control. Is there anybody know what it is that you tried it in your hands, uh, but it didn't work? Uh, but when you put it in his hands, uh, he turned it around. Evil says, bring him. Bring him to me. 
And the evil spirit makes one last push and attempt to take the boy's life. The boy cannot hear, nor can he speak. And when the boy saw Jesus, the evil spirit convulsed him, making him fall to the ground. He rolled around and foamed at the mouth. The father explained to Jesus that he has been doing this since childhood, which suggests the son may have been past childhood. which suggests the father had been dealing with this for a long time. Maybe the boy is now a man, but he's still dealing with childhood problems. us today. Maybe the son is now an adult, but still have childhood activities. He says he's been doing this since childhood. He, he jumps in the fire and attempts to burn himself up. Then he jumps in the water and attempts to drown himself. He's been trying to commit suicide all his life. Help us today, God. Looking at this story, I'm convinced that we are facing a generation of young boys and young girls who have these demonic spirits trying to take their lives, trying to make them deaf and dumb, which would mean they can't hear anything, they can't comprehend anything, therefore they cannot say anything. This demonic spirit desires to snatch their ability to hear because he knows wise counsel would persuade our children to go down the right path. So he has infiltrated TV shows to display that sin is all right. He has infiltrated songs and social media that displays wicked living does not have of eternal consequences. This demonic spirit wants to make our kids deaf to the word of God and to the wisdom of their parents and, and their elders. Not only does he want our children deaf, but he also wants them dumb. Not dumb where they cannot comprehend, but where they cannot say anything, where they go along just to get along, where they know things are wrong and they decide to keep quiet, where they are unable to speak truth to power and demand what's best for them and they settle for what is least. Not only does he want them deaf and dumb, but he wants them dead. My God, help us today. The text says the boy jumps in water and jumps in fire trying to destroy himself. This demonic evil spirit in our world today wants our kids 
dead. When black males represent almost half of the prison population in, in the United States of America wants them dead. When statistics show that one in three black males born is expected to spend time in prison during their lifetime. When gangs are the only place where our kids think they can find a family. When drugs and alcohol has poisoned their minds. I want to tell you today that this demonic spirit wants them deaf, dumb, and dead. But fathers, we must be like the father in the text. Don't give up on your child. Get them to Jesus. Let me say that one more time. Don't give up on your child. Get them to Jesus. Our kids are dying to gun violence, dying to overdosing off of drugs. Teen suicide is rising in the African-American community. And before we lose generations of children, we must try our best as fathers to get them to Jesus. That means fathers, we're showing up and being present and loving our child, our children. We can buck against the statistics of almost 70% of black children are raised in single-family households. And we can celebrate the strength of strong black women who have raised millions of children to become great adults and successful in this world. But we need fathers for our children. We need men communicated to ensuring that their children receive the help they need to be successful in life. Men who are compassionate and loving and are the right example for their children. We need fathers like the one in the text committed to ensuring that my child shall live. Fathers cry. Father, we must cry even when our faith is not full. Fathers, we must cry out to the Lord even when our faith is not full. This father sees his son, what his son is going through, the pain, the hurt, the sadness, the sorrow. He sees how this demon is controlling his child. Father is helpless. Thank God he's not hopeless. The father tells Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. He didn't say, help my boy. He, he, he defines everything that his son is going through, but he didn't say, Jesus, help my boy. Because what my boy is going through, I'm going through also. <laughs> what my child is enduring, I'm enduring also. Any parent had a newborn child that had a high fever and all they could do was cry. Have you ever watched that child in pain and you couldn't help that child? 
Help us today, God. You've you, you seen what they're enduring. You, you couldn't jump in. You asked God, God, let me take the pain for my child. Father says, help us. Watch this. He didn't tell Jesus what to do. He just said, help us. He didn't say, heal my son, deliver my son, set free my son, cast the demon out of my son. He just says, help us. And many fathers in the room today, this is our prayer for our children. Lord, help us. Many African-American fathers did not have a model of fatherhood. We don't even know what a father supposed to look like. Many of us, only, we only grew up with Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Carl Winslow from Family Matters. I was talking to one of my friends how, how hard this week has been for me. And I talked to my, one of my friends and I was telling him, I've been alive almost 40 years, and I've never called anyone dad. And it melts my heart to hear my kids call me dad. And, 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 and one of them, amen, and one of them know it. So whenever they want something, it's daddy. It's hard for me to deny daddy. I wish I had a witness here. We don't even have an example to look at. Cousins and I, all of us grew up without dads in our home. And we struggled when we became dads. And so we learned from each other. Take that phone. Go through that phone. <laughs> I ain't going to tell all the secrets in public, amen. You know what I'm saying, Chuck? I thank God, though, that God put me in church. And he allowed me to see some godly fathers. He let me hang around some men that, that really exhibit what it means to be a father. I get to ride with Deacon Stanley to most Milwaukee Bucks games. Um, sometimes he pays, sometimes he don't, but he normally get me in the building. But, but I always marvel at how when he get in his car after the game, he's talking to one of his children. See Clyde and how he's always with his kids. And Lawrence, who how he honor his child at running track and pushing him. I see Chuck McDowell, he, he don't know how, how it makes me feel when he comes to me and just tell me, I'm proud of you. He's put fathers in my path, even though I didn't have one in my life. Trying my best to make it through this, y'all. Father in the text, he, 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 oh Jesus. He, he goes to Jesus, but he goes to him and 
kind of a wrong way. He says, if you can do anything. He approached a guaranteed God with a possibility. Let me say that one more time. Y'all didn't catch that. He approached a guaranteed Christ with the possibility. He says, if you can do anything, Jesus said, I can do anything. But me doing anything is based off what you believe. If you believe, then anything is possible. I wish I had a witness here. Jesus says, my ability to help you depends on your ability to believe in me. Have I got a witness in here? Jesus, he helps the birth of faith in this man who was waiting on the Lord to move, but the Lord was waiting for him to believe. Ah, but then the man said something that stuck in my spirit. The Bible says he opened up with tears in his eyes. Jesus, I believe. Help my unbelief. He said, oh, God, help us today. He said, I believe, Jesus, but I need you to help my unbelief. I know you can, but my fear is I don't know if you will. I, I know you're able. I wish I had a witness here. But, but, but my fear is I've been in this place for a long time. I just don't know if you will. I, I know you're God. I know you're great. I know you're wonderful. I've heard about you. I've seen what you're able to do. I believe, but I still, still have some unbelief. If we all were honest today, many of us can testify that we've been at this place before where we had faith in God, where we've been in church, where we've been in Bible study, where we've been in Sunday school, where we've been in prayer meeting, where we've been devoted in prayer. And when life smacks us in the face, we can lift our hands and say, Lord, I believe, but I still have some unbelief. This father in the text, he shows us that even when we have some uncertainty, we can still go to Jesus. Even when our faith is not full, I wish I had a witness, we can still go to Jesus. He, even when we just have a little bit of faith in God, we can still go to him. And he's able to take our little faith and fill us up with what we need. I believe. I believe. He said, I believe. I know who you are. I have faith in you. I know your abilities. I know your skill set. I've seen you do it many of times. I've heard about you in the streets, people talking about how wonderful you are. I know, I believe, I believe, but help my 
unbelief. This man gives one of the most honest statements in the Bible because sometimes people will come and they say, oh, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. Oh, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Oh, I got everything together. Everything is lining up. My life is going well. But is there anybody in the building where you face some circumstances where you didn't know how God was going to do it? You believed in him, but your faith was a little shaky. You believed in him, but the doctor gave a different report about what you believe. You believed in him, but the judge still sent your child to jail. You believed in him, but you still had trouble in your body. You believed in him, and your body still wasn't healed. And you say, Lord, I believe, but I have some unbelief. Help me. Help us today, God. I believe, but help my unbelief. Watch this. Jesus never addresses his unbelief. If we read, if we read the narrative again, Jesus condemns his disciples for being faithless. But he honors this father with the healing when he was not faithful. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. Jesus condemns his disciples for being faithless, but he honors this man for being, for not being, he was not even faithful. Full, which means he had some level of faith in the tank. Can I talk about you, T? You don't mind? All right. Now, my wife is notorious for riding her car with the gas light on. Oh, I got other, I have other, I have other, okay, I got some help in here, all right. Notorious for challenging an empty tank. <laughs> Babe, this wasn't even my sermon to God. You just gave it to me, so you gotta let the Holy Spirit go with it. We, I was here yesterday, or, or where uh, I was at Whitewater with MJ. He had a football tournament, and while we was there, she calls me and said, Bay, I may not make it to the gas station. <laughs> because the lever, it is pass E. I wish I had a witness it. She, she said, she said, she said I, I, I may not make it. I may not get to the gas station. So, so I'm, I want you to just stay on the phone with me just in case you got to come and rescue me. I wish I had a witness. And, 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 and she, she said, I, it's past the E. And, and, and I stayed on the phone to, with her. And when she pulled up to the gas station, she shouted, we made it. Yeah. <sighs> 
And, and I can only imagine this father after Jesus heals this boy. He looks at him and says, we didn't have it a full tank. We didn't have a half tank. We didn't have a quarter of a tank. We were on E. Matter of fact, it was past E. But boy, look at us now. We made it. I wish I had a witness in here that you know that you've approached God and you didn't have it all together. You only had a little. You didn't have much. But God gave you what you needed. And you can shout today, we made it. You may not have a dad in your home. You may have not had a father figure. But look at you now. You made it. We made it. Look at somebody and say, we made it. Have I got one witness that can testify? We made it. We made it. I wish I had a witness. We made it. We made it. We made it. The songwriter said millions didn't make it. But I, I'm one of the ones who did. We made it. Have I got a witness here? We may not made it on the full ship, but some of us made it of broken pieces. We made it. Come on, look at somebody. Tell them we made it. We, we may not have every together but we made it we may not had a full tank of faith but we made it we made it we made it have I got one witness here Jesus looks at the boy and he tells the evil spirit to come out of him and when the spirit came out of the boy the boy laid on the ground as if he was dead and the people said look the boy is dead and I after they said the boy is dead, uh, Jesus never addressed the crowd. Uh, he just reaches down, uh, holds the boy by the hand, uh, and picks him up. Uh, and the Bible says uh, he arose. Have I got one witness? The people thought he was dead, but the Bible says he arose. The people thought he was dead, but the Bible said he arose. The people thought he was dead, but the father picked up the son and he arose on the hill called Calvary. He died for your sins and mine, and the people thought he was dead, but Sunday morning, he arose with all power in his hands. And when he got out of the grave, we can testify today. We made it through the storm and rain. We made it through the heartache and pain. We made it. Yes.
Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.